it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 4.7 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. Today's episode will continue the conversation about finding an identity of three. Seniors Joel Okafer, Trevor Waite, and Evan Maxwell will give insight into the growth of the team in the preseason heading into the first games of the year. They will share some of the practical ways they were intentionally leading the team during that time. In the second half, Coach Tonegal will talk about playing with the number one ranking, as well as the way the team was seeing I Am Third come to life through God's Word, and why he believes engaging Scripture can help unlock potential in the people he leads. We're joined again by our three seniors, who in episode one talked about some of the low points in their career and times where they were personally and individually wrestling with where they place their identity. But now they've been tasked to lead the team, and and we're transitioning now to to game starting. So, guys, let's go back to the preseason. And and we've heard from so many different guys about the experiences we had in the preseason and some of the, uh, the things we did as a team, what happened in June. But let's get your perspective now as seniors leading this team, because both I Am Third and Fearless are just words. They have to come to life in different ways for each group of seniors and each team. And, and we find every year there's new meaning and depth. So, Evan, as you think back to the preseason, what were you seeing on the team? Um, well, obviously coming into a senior year knowing like that I was going to be a leader and never really having a role like that, a lot of it was just trying to figure out how, um, how to do that. Um, and with that, where the team was at um, early in the season, I don't think any team really knows who they are or what their identity is. And I remember going into the first game having my own struggles with what my identity was and saying, I want to be different and I want um, to put the past behind me and pursue I am third. And so with that, I, I believe everybody individually had their own expectations or their own identity or their own thought of how things would go. Um, and so I think early on it was just about pursuing that identity and finding what I Am Third looks like for this group, not for past groups, but um, where we're at and what our identity is for this specific team. And I thought early in, in my coaching experience, that was one of the intimidating things about coaching was but what worked before might not work again. But now it's one of the fun things to see seniors, based on their own personality, their own character, start to lead in the I am third direction and every year it takes on a different form and, it, and it's never just a mountaintop experience it's going through ups and downs together that that identity is forged so Trevor as you guys were going about things in the preseason what were some of the practical ways you were trying to lead this team yeah so I think um in the past three or four years that I've been here um I've seen that the team that wins at this level is a team that's the most together and so that was kind of the mindset that we as seniors had um, going into leadership for this team. Uh, we have, you know, a lot of new faces, young guys coming in that they're just kind of seeking guidance. And so we knew that uh, it was our time to step up and we organized a lot of different ways to be together as a team, such as uh, we did some prayer walks. Um, we 
went through a few books of the Bible together. We got into accountability groups. Um, just a lot more things I could say, but yeah. We had Evan the chef too, cooking up cooking up meals for everybody, <laughs> yeah, right? Not just me. Joel was killing it. Trevor too. Everybody was cooking. There is this consistent theme in our program about the value of deep relationships. And in some programs, you become a senior and all of a sudden everybody serves you. And it's finally, my time has arrived. But if you're an I Am Third leader, what you do when you become a senior is think of the people below you. So, Joel, go to what you were seeing from the freshmen. Because everybody, when they transition to a new program, it's an adjustment. There's new things and there's challenges. What were you seeing from the freshmen and what were you as seniors doing to really bring those guys along? Uh, just coming into the year uh, during prison, you know, I just saw a lot of uh, the freshmen just being scared and just not knowing, um, you know, what's to come. And I remember I was I was once a freshman and I, and I was like that. And, uh, you know, I can go back and say, you know, there were seniors that pulled me through and helped me through those moments. And because they've laid that seed, I'm able to do the same for these guys. And Trevor's able to do the same in Evan. Uh, you know, those guys were really seeing guidance, like Trevor said. Uh, and I thought they, they, they do a good job coming to us. And there's sometimes where we just notice that, you know, we need to go to them and, you know, talk to them about what's going on. And, you know, Trevor had several conversations with uh, Jonathan. Uh, you know, I had Jonathan over, um, Luke, um, Kenny even did a really big role, you know, with um, Logan and Evan with his brother. Uh, I, I just thought as a senior, just the way we uh, just have our hands around those guys uh, was, you know, really helpful for them to transition and, you know, just talking to them about, you know, they, they, it's going to be a low point during the season, which, you know, during the season, like Luke had some low points with injuries and, you know, Jonathan, you know, struggling with that, you know, identity of playing, you know, he, you know, he came in playing a little bit and then kind of was struggling there in the season. But just how we wrapped our hands around him and just talking to him about, you know, that's not who you are. You're more than a basketball player and you're more than just what you think you are. You should place your identity on God first. And then just throughout the year, we were able to build, you know, something more than just basketball, but something, some, something great, uh, some great relationship in God. And and those things really came out as the year went along in tough moments. And it's so fun as a coach after the season, you're debriefing and reviewing the year with younger guys, and the number of times they bring up you three as investing them in the exact right moment and how transformative that was for him. But another fun thing was just playing high-level games. And when you think back on this year, we played 17 ranked opponents on the season, which you almost can't do if you try to get that schedule. But that's part of being the number one ranked team and having a target on your back. So, Evan, as we went into the season, having that target on the back, knowing the schedule was coming up, how were you thinking just about the team in terms of basketball? Um, I think part of it was, uh, I mean, there was like comfort in that we had a lot of guys returning. Um, we had four or five or five starters and six men returning and guys with experience coming back. Um, but then there was also like a big question mark on like the other half of the team that we had no clue what to expect. Um, obviously coming in with the number one ranking, there's a target on your back and um, defending national championship. Um, that That's pretty tough. And every single game we got everybody's best. And so that, like I said, there was a part of it where it was like, all right, I know um, these guys can handle it because we did it last year, even though for many of us, for me, uh, for Kyle, for Grant, 
Uh, for a lot of us, this was only our second season here, and so we didn't know how to defend a championship. We didn't know how to have a number one seed going into the year. Um, but I had a little bit of comfort in that. But then, like I said, it was just there were certain guys that um, they had the potential to take us to another level, but there was question marks around that. Um, and, I mean, regardless of what happened at that time, it was just like, okay, I wonder how these guys are going to respond to this platform, to this spotlight, and this target on our back. And Trevor, let's finish with you because we're building up to this first game. In episode one, you talked about this moment in May where you've been wrestling. Should I play my senior year? Should I just hang it up and be a student and uh, do other things with my time? And there's been four or five months since then where you've been able to try to live out this mission you have of not worrying about your performance, but just investing in your teammates and doing whatever you can to elevate the people around you rather than just raise yourself. So as we sat in the locker room getting ready to play our first game, what was going through your mind? Yeah, um, you know, the feeling in that locker room for other guys is probably just a normal game. But for me, that was probably the most passionate I felt about basketball up until up to that point in my life. Um, you know, I, I was on kind of an emotional roller coaster, and I just felt like it was coming to a – Coming to a, just a steady spot where I was, I was finally able to you know live in my decision, and um, I was just so happy that I made the decision to play because um, you know God just He was just reassuring for me, and yeah, I was I was so pumped to play. I was so I was so excited to look to my left and right and see Evan and Joel right there with me, and knowing that our senior year was going to be one for the books. And I, one of the things I remember heading into that game, uh, we had lost Ben Carlson and Jacob Johnson, who were just phenomenal as leaders. And you have belief in the next crop of guys, but you never know what's going to happen because we do hand over a lot of freedom and responsibility. That's just kind of how Coach Tonegal has come to lead. And I remember looking around before that first game at the three of you and just saying, uh, inside, man, I'm so excited to see how these guys bring this team to life and, and how the year unfolds because there was such an evident passion and joy that you guys were playing with. And that's what we'll be talking about in upcoming episodes. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I am third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I am third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined again by Coach Tonigal. Coach, we talked all the way back in episode one about identity and went deeper there. But let's reflect on what Trevor and Joel and I were talking about in the first half. Just where we were at as a team going into the, the preseason as we're getting ready to start the year with the number one ranking? I think it's the uh, same thing when you talk about basketball identity as a team as it is when we talk about our own uh, spiritual identity. I think the challenge is, are, are we going to let the expectations of others 
um, uh, affirm who, who we are or even, even set the bar for who we want to be? Or are we going to internally be able to, as a team, say, what are we going to be known for this year and, and what's going to define us uh, and where's that going to come from? But there's always this, this tendency to define yourself based on past success. So this is the third time you've coached a team coming off a national championship. What's the challenge of that when it comes to identity and what have you learned? Yeah, I think there's no greater challenge than, uh, than repeating in anything or any sport because um, coming off a championship, I think, takes a little edge off of, of what normally you walk into a season with. And I'll be honest, as a coach, having experienced this, uh, you forget how hard it is. What you remember is that last game. And obviously, if you want it, it went well for you. But you forget that season's a grind. You forget the, the low points in season. You, f- you forget what it all took to get there. And I think what we're learning as coaches is – You've got to create that own edge. You've got to create a little bit of that chase and a little bit of that hunger heading into a season, and it's so difficult to do off a championship. So how did you do that this year? This, this team was uh, returning a lot of players that had been on a lot of successful teams. So it wasn't a brand-new team. What was the plan for creating that edge with this specific group? Well, for us, I think it, just starts, it starts with how we're going to define success. And, and what we tell our guys – and we, we're, we're a broken record for this, is that um, your success will be determined by the growth of others. So it's not going to be determined by a trophy. It's not going to be determined by the place that we finish. It's not going to be determined by what other people say or, or they expect from us. It's going to be in our ability every single day to walk in our locker room and have that I am third mindset, which says I'm going to take uh, upon myself to help you grow. I'm going to get outside myself. I'm not going to live a me-first life this year. But the cool thing, and we talk about it a lot, is when you have 13, 14 guys living that perspective, that means 13 guys are pouring into you, helping you to grow every single day, and, and that's how you become successful. In the first half, you heard the seniors talk about some of the specific ways they implemented that, whether it be prayer walks, team dinners, etc. What would you see from the team as they built their identity when they were doing those intentional things? Well, it, it starts with the leadership you have on the team, and uh, I loved what our seniors did this year. They they didn't try to pattern themselves after past leaders. Now, I think they took cues from those guys, and I think they were motivated and encouraged by those guys. But they did it in their own skin, and, and they were comfortable in how they did it. I mean, Trevor Hart, as, or excuse me, Trevor Waite, as we've mentioned, has a huge heart and is super authentic. And, and he, he was able to connect with certain guys because of that. Evan Maxwell just has a big presence and a big personality, and I think he connected with several guys. And, and Joel, Joel Okafer in the same way is a tremendous leader, provided a lot of grit and toughness for the team. I think certain guys resonated with them. So not one guy could reach all of our guys, but each of them kind of found their niche and found their place and then just led very uh, authentically throughout the entire season. I want to go a little deeper with one specific topic that we're going to be hearing throughout the year some, the unseen. And there was a specific day in the preseason when this came forward and it became something we started to focus on a little bit as a as a staff and as a team to explore talk about that day and then what you really saw starting the year focusing on that concept yeah i don't i don't remember what your uh take on it exactly is but it's 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 still a big part of i think the questions i'm asking god right now because it's it's an amazing verse and i learning how to apply it but I think the, the short story is we walked in one morning like we normally do for a 6 a.m. workout, and we asked our guys, what would you eat? And, and when we're asking that question, what we're saying is, what did you feed yourself? And uh, we've, we've had this saying for a while, no Bible, no breakfast. So um, don't eat breakfast until you first get in the Word. And it's, it's hoping, 
our hope is that we're developing habits for our guys and, and crafting habits that are going to last for a lifetime. Well, somebody, and I don't remember exactly who it was, it might have been Trevor Waite, you know, said something about they read this verse in 2 Corinthians 4.18, and, and he read the verse, which was, you know, for we do not fix our eyes on what is seen, but, but what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary. And then somebody else, I believe it's Sam McCracken, said, you know, my dad just texted me that verse and uh, kind of had this amazing look in his eyes like, that's not a coincidence. And then one other person had some sort of relevance to that verse. Well, we just said, man, it, it must not be coincidence. Well, what does this verse mean? Well, nobody really knew what it meant. So we just challenged our guys, why don't you begin to ask the question, what does it mean? Because I think we've learned this, and we, we mentioned this uh, proverb that I love. It, it says that it's it's the glory of God to hide things, and it's the uh, glory of man to search them out. And, and I don't believe God intentionally hides things from us, but I think he has things that he wants us to search, because as we search, we go deeper. It's like the, uh, the, the farmer's understanding of of crops. Sometimes droughts are good because they drive the roots deep into the ground, and we, and we need deep roots. If not, as soon as that wind comes or that, that one rain comes, it'll, it'll wash us away. So as I think we were searching as a team in preseason, we were going deeper with each other. Some of the conversations I heard were, were outstanding, and some of the questions that were being asked I think were great. And We didn't have answers, but we sure had a lot of questions. And we're going to go deeper into this as the season goes along, the unseen, particularly in, in uh, episodes 17 through 22. There's going to be quite a bit on this. But let's just stop for a second and talk about Scripture and the role that plays in our program because it does seem like there's these times where the Bible comes alive in new ways and, and it takes on a, a deeper meaning as we pursue it over time. What have you seen from that in the program? Well, we've, we've tried to be more intentional about um, – getting in the Word daily and developing those habits, because we do. We, we do believe the Bible is not just a timeless truth. It wasn't written thousands of years ago, and, and these truths hold true today. We, yes, we believe that, but we also believe it's living and active. And what we mean by that is it speaks to us today, and it speaks to our specific circumstances. And I'm not saying the Bible was written specifically for me, and every time I open it up, I think that the writers had me in mind. But I do think the Holy Spirit's able to translate what was spoken to those people back then into my day. And, and that, that, that concept just blows me away, that God cares enough about our basketball season. He cares enough about what is happening in our lives to give us a message, because ultimately that message is drawing us closer to Him and giving us a greater love for His people. And when we live that way, uh, the Word, I think, is activated for our own lives. In our last episode, we talk about just the way we were going deeper with other coaches and trying to redefine greatness within this profession. And as you've gathered and presented with some of these coaches, a way you present the Bible as an invitation to greatness for us and for our athletes. Final thing on this episode, Coach, how would you encourage coaches and leaders to start to activate the Word of God within their leadership context? A great, that's a great question. I think for the, for the most part, and this is what saddens me, when, when, when you bring up the Bible, you bring up the Word, most people start from the position of, what is the Bible keeping me from doing? You know, it's prohibition. What, so I open it up and I'm told, <clears throat> here's what not to do. And, and we've, it's the complete opposite. I think the Bible is an invitation. Even the things that, that God wants to keep me from are His way of protecting me. So we're asking, what is God calling me to? And I would ask coaches that are interested in applying their faith to their, their program just to begin to open up the Scriptures and say, God, who do you want me to become as a coach? What do you have for my program? Because I think when Jesus talks in John 10 about abundant life, that's what He's talking about. He's trying to take us all to a place where we can have 
uh, obviously a greater relationship with him, but, but greater impact upon the people that we lead. And it's interesting how this plays into identity because we say we want an identity in Christ, but then we try to separate his word from that. And to see it come alive in the program has been something that's been really exciting. And hopefully you'll hear that throughout the season as we go along and we talk about these issues of identity. On our next episode, the conversation about identity will continue as the team experiences a big win on the road. Evan Maxwell and Michael Zidney will join in the first half to talk about the team's win without Kyle Mangus at Mount Vernon. Coach Tonegal will join in the second half to talk about the mentality he hopes his team has in road games and the challenges of leading toward true identity after success. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWU Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWUHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWUHoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.